What do you think about that? <laughs> I don't know if we should be going so close to it. <laughs> beleza, beleza. Si, si. Bonita, bonita. <laughs> Come to Brazil. I like this. The only thing I'm just conscious of, yeah, we're not in the safest area, right? So, so have you ever seen a market like this? It's on top of a highway. No, never. Look at this. But other stuff too, like the price varies a lot. Hey, Brazil, beleza, beleza, sing. <laughs> Biggest thing is you talk to him first. Hey, hola amigo, beleza, hakuna matata, and everything is good. But if you're like Chris the freelancer, I'm like, I'm scared, I'm scared. You're gonna be in trouble. I think you should try and put forward a brand that is authentic. But for me, it's just like, I kind of chose what I represented and then Sometimes I didn't quite fit it, so I was like trying to fit myself in that box. What have you learned from my, your interactions with me? <laughs> I I think too much and uh, That's bele true. and beleza. 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 Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> uh, here we go. Back in bold, as you see, at a Brazilian typical establishment, middle of the day, drinking a couple caparinas. Look at this, beautiful. Today I'm with an interesting guest, an online friend that has came to see me in person from a far ways away. Well, he was already in Brazil, but mainly you came to Brazil for me, right? Mr. Chris, the freelancer. How are you doing? What's up, guys? Yeah, I'm good. You like this little jumpy thing back here that you usually have it for the kids? Honestly, I didn't even notice it. <laughs> but Tell me, what are your first impressions, obviously, of Brazil, and then we're going to get into the Northeast? I guess the first thing that uh, everyone's, well not everyone, but most people said to me when I told them I was coming to Brazil is like, be careful. And so that was like front of my mind coming to Brazil. And then uh, I remember my first night, uh, I arrived in my place in Ipanema and like I had uh, like, I made sure to like only carry my phone and I had it even attached to me via a lanyard. And like, I was like, like this paranoid. And then I walked down the street and I saw like a Hermes store and I'm like, okay. And then like a Louis Vuitton store and I'm like, okay, this doesn't seem dangerous. It seems like very normal, like a day in Europe. A guy uh, who recognized me from uh, uh, YouTube, he's a mutual friend. He like yelled out to me from across the street. They were at some fancy restaurant and I went over and said hi. And I was just, it didn't take me very long to like let my guard down. And within two days I'd gotten rid of that lanyard <laughs> the phone attached to the lanyard thing and then i just couldn't believe like how like i don't want to say it's so safe because like you know just because i've had a positive experience but uh it's not like the it's not as dangerous at least in my experience as i thought it was going to be and i feel pr perfectly safe so that would be like my first uh sort of impression of the country Alright, so today we're gonna do a little, I think, tour of the city, vlog action, have conversations in between. Damn, I'm getting a little burnt. But yeah, we'll see you later. Alright, first and foremost, the famous drink that I still can't pronounce, Caprina. I used to hate it. It was terrible in Florianapolis, didn't want to drink it. Went to live in Belo Horizonte. I'm like, damn, this is decent. Then I went to Rio and I was like, oh my god, this drink might be one of my favorites. Now for sure in the Northeast, I drink it all the time. Chris, your thoughts on the famous drink? 
It's a cultural experience, you know, drinking the caipirinhas. I think if uh, I wasn't in Brazil, I probably wouldn't be drinking it as much. It just feels like the Brazilian thing to do. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a it's a sugary drink. Let's be honest. Sugar cane, yep. Yeah. So. But it's strong. So yeah, it's like. Uh, I don't know. It's a vibe, but it's a, I probably don't want to drink it all the time because it's like probably a lot of calories. Oh, yeah. The issue is like it gets you drunk though too, and it does, it's like sweet, sugary, so it doesn't feel that way. But I always get like gut rot from it the next day. <laughs> and uh, but man, I love Cabrina. I can drink it a lot. All right, so yeah, we're cruising around in Jopasoa, leaving the beach area, going to Centro. Kinda, you've been here for a couple days. Give me your gist of what you feel about uh, the city. Well, I've basically only hung around Bessa, basically living your lifestyle of just going from the the Airbnb to the Ville des Plantes, I think it's called. The best. Shout out Ado. Yeah. We're doing some uh, content for him. We like you guys a lot. Yeah, no, it's it's legit that place. Um, no, like legit luxury yeah. Wi-Fi plugins, good food, mm. pricey for Brazilian standards, but like I get three, four meals a time there with the coffee, and I pay twenty, twenty-five dollars, and it's great. Yeah, it's 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 weird because there's like it's very quiet around there. There's nothing, and then there's suddenly this like block of land where this garden exists, and that's Villa das Plantas. Um, yeah, so I've just been hanging around there. I went to the João Pessoa sign. Um, Sing. Uh, to record a video and uh, so I saw that but I was only there briefly um, yeah I want to do more like exploring this weekend but now we're uh, actually on our way to Centro so I'm seeing like a different completely different side to João Pessoa now. What do you think about all these skyscrapers and like massive buildings I mean what do you think of Brazil especially the Northeast you don't yeah. think of I mean everywhere there's skyscrapers well I just didn't know anything about the Northeast to begin with right so like this is like, uh, feels like, I don't know, is there many gringos up here? Because it feels like, we haven't, I haven't met, seen any apart from you, right? Um, and like, it feels like, like even my, the friends uh, that I met in Sao Paulo, when I told them where I was going, they didn't know what. And they've been in Brazil for a long time, right? Yeah, like uh, uh, expats that have been living here for like at least a year, each of them. Um, no idea what João Pessoa is um, and yeah honestly I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for like you, you being here uh, and checking it out so um, yeah but it's my gateway to the northeast so I'll probably be checking out well I'm going to Pipa so um, and then probably head to Natal after that but would you say overall about the the Brazilians you said something about you never met a person that had bad energy basically or what yeah we were talking before and I said that um, I'm never like all these stories you hear of like um, violence and crime and stuff like that. Um, obviously, we don't put ourselves in those situations, but it's just crazy to think of Brazil We're about like to. that. <laughs> it's crazy to think of Brazil like that because, like, all my experience here, everyone's been so friendly, so nice. Um, uh, I'm not saying everyone's like, you know. Every, not everyone's smiling and like ah. tell about the uber driver but, the other night that but was... like here actually people are pretty smiley um in in the northeast so or like joan Pessoa at least yeah so uh i locked myself out of my apartment luckily had a dinner or like a meeting scheduled with you so uh i was uh i just kept track like and then also luckily when I, the uber came into my area i like checked where i was and so like i knew the direction of the restaurant and then I just 
ran to the restaurant asking people. You locked your phone in the Airbnb. All his stuff in the Airbnb. Yeah. I had yeah, sorry. So I locked myself out and I didn't have anything on me. Like no cash, no phone. And then yeah, it's a long story, but any anyway, at the end end of the night, uh, you helped me book an Uber back because I'd got like the I needed the password to get in my door. So we got the password and then uh, you booked an Uber for me and the the Uber address the address was wrong. <laughs> so like I can't look up the address, so I had to just go off memory. And the Uber driver, if I'm gonna be lost in a city in the northeast of Brazil that I've never been to before at 1 a.m. at night. This was the best driver that I could have had um, because he was—he spoke pretty good English uh, for up here, and uh, I was freaking out. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, and I, you know, the an Uber driver can be like, "Fuck, well, I want to get back to making money." Like, I didn't have any cash to give him so that we could keep doing the trip because I was like, you know, had nothing on me. But he was so good about it. He's just like, "Oh, don't panic. We've got all night. We'll get there eventually." And and like, and he was laughing too. He's like, "Ah, Belize." <laughs> yeah, it was so good. Like, so um, yeah, my experience has been good so far up here. It's just uh, it's very different to Sao Paulo and Rio. Just very chill, very relaxed. Feels more like I'm in the the country. But this is the capital of the state, and there's a million people in Jopasoa. Yeah, it doesn't feel like that, right? It feels like a beach town, like just tranquil. I guess, I guess uh, the density isn't that high. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of green. It used to be one of yeah. the most green cities in the world. They mm. had like awards and stuff. Yeah. So. All right. Well, let's see if we get uh, in trouble now, because we're going to Central, which at night you shouldn't be here, but during the day there's a famous church, Church of San Francisco. Portuguese built it, and it's a lot different in the Centro than in by the beach. So Chris is gonna check out uh, the real Joe Pessoa. Looking forward to it. Beleza. Hi, Guinness. What do you think about this colonial history, huh? I don't know any of the history. I'm just seeing it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh. Hola, amigo. One of your properties in. Yeah. Alright, just outside the cathedral. I posted on the Instagram story a while ago. But we got a little hideout here, you know what I mean? So yeah, last time I saw like five dudes kind of going in out there. A little spot, a little chill spot, you know, for the homies right next to the church. What do you think about that? I don't know if we should be going so close to it. <laughs> That's what I think of that. Hey, I'm not a digital dork, Chris. Come on. I like the real travel. See the see the culture. Yeah, I just didn't bring my burner phone with me. Hey, what do you think of uh, the colonial buildings though, huh? Yeah, nice. Definitely a different side of Juan Pessoa. Way different than the beach area, huh? Yeah, but then even uh, where we are in Bessa is quite different to like where the sign is and everything too. So like, there's a few different sides. Um, where we are is like very chill. Uh, okay. Not right now, but like where we're staying. <laughs> Alright, we're gonna go to the least chill spot now. Oh, then the lake. The lake is really chill, so enjoy. What's the least chill spot? Uh, we're in a little clone area here, right? What's your name? <laughs> name Georgie Negri. Jo Georgie, you got all the materials. 
So you basically get designer cologne and they make it for you. You see? Hola amigo. I get him, he's cooking it up. Beleza. <laughs> I bought three different uh, clones from these dudes and it's legit. About 20 bucks a, a pop and they last long, they smell good, so I recommend. Oh, you want to get a camera? Beleza, beleza. Si, si. Bonita, bonita. Oh, you get the camera. Come on, please. Sing. Oh, here. Thank you, thank you. Brazil, amor. Beleza, beleza. My name is Michael. 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 You sing song? Sing a song? Yes, yes. Yes, yes. What? Sing. Sing, sing, sing. Do you know how to sing? What's a. Michael Jackson. Yes, uh, a, a, a palabra sing. Sing is that? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Uh, um, only a little bit. So un poco. So un poco. Palo so un poco. Gringo, a stupid old gringo. Ciao, ciao. Ciao. Alright, so have you ever seen a market like this? It's on top of a highway. No, never. Look at this. Police sirens. It's little police sirens or ambulance, who knows, but here we go. Shopping Central. You know the basic stuff, Chinese, knockoffs, iPhone cases. You came here, was it for a specific purpose or just to check it out? Just to check it out, you know. I like it, like look at this, it's crazy. Alright, so you said you haven't been in a place like this in Brasilia? Yeah? This is probably the most Brazilian place I've been in Brazil so far. Like, I don't think, I'd be surprised if I saw another foreigner here. And you were in Rio in Sao Paulo? You never saw nothing like this? You stayed in your bubble, huh? Well, yeah, like, uh, I mean, I asked you before, what was your purpose coming here the first time? And you said, just to check it out. So, like, yeah, I'm not, unless I have a purpose, like, you know, to check out, like, uh, a tourist attraction, that's when I'll go to like a Centro, but otherwise I'm not just like roaming around <laughs> Centros in Brazil. Like, because those are the, like, it's, it's weird to me because downtowns in Australia are like usually the nicest areas or one of the nicest areas. Not in Brazil. But in Brazil it's the opposite, you go to a pretty much Centro, any city is like the place you really got to look out for yourself, right? But it's amazing, look at it. There's like a big Paribas Palace over here, this is famous, let's go check it out. Got guys playing cards. Look at that. Beautiful. See, you got the little activities out here. They play cards, you know, especially the old fellows. I love that. You know, I got the birds chirping. It's like you're in Europe. Literally, it's like you're in Europe. You see the architecture, 
people just chilling outside. I mean, I don't see no difference. Especially if you don't act scared and you just be normal, people are really good with you. Biggest thing is you talk to them first. Hey, hola amigo, beleza, hakuna matata, and everything is good. But if you're like Chris the Freelancer, I'm like, I'm scared, I'm scared, you're gonna be in trouble. But you're lucky, you're with me, you know, we'll keep you safe. <laughs> Yeah, I got the street food going, got the bikes out, the music. Hakuna Matata, good people, you know? I'm a fan. We just gotta get a beer. Oh, found a beer. All right, a little monument action. St. John, John's people, Joe Pessoa. So, we kind of talked about it a little bit. Maybe I put that in here, maybe I don't. But what do you think about this little different part of uh, Joe Pessoa, the Centro, you know? Yeah, well, I'm kind of like you. I like to see the real side of a country. Same. So, I, I like this. The only thing I'm just conscious of is like, yeah, we're not in the safest area, right? So, I'm like keeping an eye on my valuables a bit more. But it's not like I'm, I'm not freaking out or anything. I'm just being conscious of it, you know? If you were alone, would you be a little sketchy or no? Oh, I guess if I was alone, even more so, probably. I think there's a bit of strength in numbers, right, with robberies. Harder to rob two people than one. Same. Yeah. So, I mean, you've traveled all over though, and you haven't been in much danger. Is that more so because you're just very selective of where you go, or is it a certain vibe you give off, or what's the story? No, it's just uh, a lot of the danger is, I mean, if you travel a lot of Latin America, security is something you have to consider all the time. Southeast Asia. I mean, maybe Vietnam, like, but, but Thailand, you can just be a complete idiot and nothing's gonna happen to you. Um, Bali too, the only stuff I've heard happening is like, happens to women, because they're easier targets. Uh, maybe it's partly because of like, the stature of Brazilian men as well, it's like, I don't know. Ma macho testosterone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they're a bit more intimidating and more like, willing to, exert themselves on you I guess well you were alluding to it before I said a lot of it has to do with culture but you said also in the South uh, Eastern Asian countries like uh, Southeast Asia they're they're not like really trying to work to survive or getting by day to day like even though they don't make much money they still have decent lives yeah I mean I'd say in, in Chiang Mai uh, the people that are earning like nothing still like can well nothing on our standard you know when you convert it to USD or whatever but um, they're still like able to comfortably afford living that's the vibe I got like the, I, I don't know I don't think there's slums in Chiang Mai do you know what I mean there's not there's not this uh, it's not like super clean but it's not yeah like decrepit and like scary at all yeah so I think and again I, I, I don't know like I'd have to like probably do research into this but the vibe I get from Thailand is like they might not be earning much in terms of like US dollar, but they don't seem to be struggling yeah. a lot either. Um, I think it's it, here probably the, the people uh, work in super hard for not much money. Well, not, not everyone, but like there's a, probably a large percentage of, percentage of the population that are. Oh, it's true. I, well, I, don't, I don't remember getting asked if I want uh 32 installments at the grocery store in mm. chiang mai like they do in brazil like, you know, that sounds crazy to people me. be paying you know on credit 32 different times for groceries that's the extreme version after the first four or six i believe you have no 
you have interest after those first four or six you don't have interest you know okay. but there's a lot of people who buy their basic groceries on credit down the road mm. I mean and I think that is a scary situation to be in when you're living in that much debt and to survive you know yeah. not just buying a car and, and financing it like you're literally you know eating food off money that you will earn in three months that's scary yeah and yeah I totally get like I don't judge these people like if you're desperate I do they're the worst ever just kidding if you're desperate you need to make money yeah do do what you need to do I just don't want to be your victim that's all like (laughs) you can happily rob someone else just not me well I mean then again and people have have discussed this that's par for the course if you want to go to places that places that are not as developed that are cheap in your standards like you need to be able to be like damn I'll get scammed every once in a while oh I lost a phone that's like that you factor it into your your budget like I've only been robbed once it was for a shitty necklace I didn't care about because I'm kind of smart and I, I'm not scared so I think I elude a certain like oh I'm not gonna go attack him I'll, I'll go attack a different you know gringo yeah but if you want to take advantage of geo arbitrage and, and so forth like you got to be willing to deal with the consequences it is what it is yeah I think you figure out what what your risk tolerance is yeah. uh, for me the worst thing obviously there's much worse things that happen but the 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 main the main risk here is getting your stuff snatched um you're not gonna get shot you're not gonna get killed yeah and then i i have heard a story of a guy getting shot on the beach but he resisted when they tried to steal from him um so like yeah it's kind of like uh what they taught me in my first job don't resist you know if you try and get robbed um so the exact opposite advice of what i just told you i said fuck them don't give it to you I said, if they come after that's, you... That's a risk. Do you really want to risk your life uh, on that? No, if the gun is on my head, then I'm... Okay, it is yeah. what it is. But, yeah. like, if a guy's acting a little tough and I don't see any weapon, hey, get lost. Yeah. Okay, come on, get the fuck out of here. But if it gets serious, yeah, your iPhone... Mm. Like, the only thing I really care about with my iPhone, like I told you, and I did in the vlog, I have 25,000 <laughs> photos from around the world that I cannot back up. So, I if cloud. I lose the iPhone, I, I lose all these memories. Up, so, I need to get that figured out, but... Um, yeah, bro, Brazil, knock on wood, is safe. I love it. And I hope it, it keeps this dangerous uh, reputation. I said it before, because if it doesn't keep it, this is gonna be the Thailand of the Americas. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, 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 the vibe, obviously the girls, the beaches, it's just an amazing place that keeps a lot of people away from it because of this perception. There's a lot of truth to it that is dangerous. Yeah. I guess the big one of the big differences between this and Thailand is like uh, English level is better in Thailand than it is here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I don't think that really. I mean, yeah, look at me. I operate just fine. You've been here for so long. Don't really speak any Portuguese. (laughs) Your pronunciation. You've been here for like like a month or two, and you speak way better than me. You you can have conversations. The 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 almost. but yeah, the pronunciation of some of the stuff you say is hilarious yeah. too. But you, you get by, like it obviously works for you. So yeah, maybe the language barrier isn't that big of a, a thing. But I am surprised that you don't, uh, like there's, cause there's certain things like, where is this located? Is like, just knowing those words uh, is, is like so helpful to me. Um, yeah, with, but I guess. If I had to do, where is this located? Sure. I say, Dande, Church, cathedral, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus. Oh, see. <laughs> so yeah, I mean they do speak a bit of Spanish, so you can yeah, say yeah. donde. <laughs> oh, donde is I mean Portuguese. It's onji. Onji, onji. Yeah, they leave the D other. Yeah. 
Trust me, you're fine. Hakuna Matata. If you don't speak English, come here and, and have a good time. But it's better if you do speak Portuguese. Even though you yeah. have... Amigo, how are you doing? Come on the vlog. Come here. Hola. Uh, not nombre. Nombre. Uh, 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 como se chama? Rodolfo. Rodolfo? Hey. Ah, okay. Ask uh, him what he thinks. Add. What does he think of Brazil? Uh, o que você acha do Brazil? Nota muito bom. Um dos melhores. It's the best. It's Brazil the best. is the best. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Sim. Nice ele, to meet you. Ele gosta do Brazil. Nice to meet you. Eu também. Também? Eu, eu sou Chris. Chris? Yeah, yeah. Vocês moram no Brasil ou moram em Ah, uh, ele mora em jo João Pessoa. João Pessoa? Ah, uh, eu viajo. Yeah. Parece, parece que ele é norte-americano, não sei o que é isso. É, americano. Ele é americano. Australian. E uh, sul-australiano. Eita! Yeah. Tá aqui João Pessoa viajando, aproveitando essa maravilha. Maravilha? Uh, <laughs> eu não entendo muito ah. português. Hey, Brasil, beleza! Beleza! <laughs> Sim! <laughs> Oh, ciao, ciao. Obrigado. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, this guy, he looked harmless, of course. Like, I just said hi to him. But if I saw someone that was dangerous, I would do similar things to that. Like, hola, amigo, beleza. And, you know, they start hounding you. Then you say, hey, ciao, I got to go. You know what I mean? But I think uh, that's very important. When you're when you around people that look a little sketchy, you know, you say a little something to get out in front of it, you know? Yeah, I mean, that goes with the whole theory of not being an easy target. I mean, like, even looking scared um, shows you're a, more of an easy target. Um, I mean, I was making jokes with my friends, like, what would be the ultimate defense in terms of, like, making yourself a difficult target? Like, <laughs> and we got pretty extreme. Like, let's just say, like, you walk, you, you, if somebody tried to rob you, you just pulled down your pants and started screaming, <laughs> running around. Yeah, they probably wouldn't bother you. They'd probably be like, fuck, this guy's nuts. I'm like leaving this situation. These guys are You probably aren't thinking like that when you're in a robbery situation, but I remember one guy years ago um, in Australia told me he traveled South America and he's just like, I just try to act more crazy than they they are. Um, I mean, if you if they bring out a knife and you've got it and then you like bring out your own, maybe they'll <laughs> leave you alone. I don't know. Because yeah, they're looking, they're not looking to they're not, I don't think they're trying to rub people. They for want their the ego. easiest possible yeah. thing. They're not doing it for their ego. They're doing it because they have to. So, um, yeah, I'm not suggesting anyone you know, pull their pants fight, off. Fight, fight, fire with fire. Um, <laughs> but yeah, at least I guess walk around confident helps. Yeah, no, no doubt. And then yeah, like I've also heard similar to your point about um, talking to them, just even making eye contact, being like, "Hey, I see you. I'm aware. I'm not scared." is like a bit of a defense mechanism as well but you take it to the to the next point where you actually say something to them as well well because i think if you just look at them then you're starting to look for like hey what's up you know you want to fight i mean that's an american thing if you're staring at a dude's uh, eyes so if you give them a hey beleza you know a twinkle in your eye because hmm. i i live by the philosophy that the majority of people you know are not evil right oh yeah so if you can touch that part of them where they're you know, or they were smiling as a kid when they got a birthday present or, you know, whatnot. I think uh, you relate to them on a human level. So, yeah, good tips for you. Subscribe. <laughs> hey, this is a crazy thing in Brazil. Some things are way over expensive compared to normal goods. 
I mean, look at this. This notebook is close to $10. All this stuff is $10. Like calendar, notebook, where is it? Uh, here, I think, in notebooks. Loco de Anatasones. 75. Exactly. Hey, have you noticed that? Like, prices are weird for certain things in Brazil. Yeah, well, there's like the foreign things, right? Because they, the, they have the import tax. But not just that, like, so Sao Paulo's uh, supposed to be one of the expensive cities, right? And a lot of things are, right? But, like, I found this lunch buffet for 32 hay ice. Uh, less than, like, I think that's like seven, seven US dollars. Uh, Six, yeah. And, like, an all you can eat buffet with, like, healthy food, all these different salads and meats and stuff. And I was like eating there all the time in Sao Paulo. In Sao Paulo, I had coffee at a nearby cafe. Paid twenty, about twenty hay ice, which is like uh, what's that in four US dollars. dollars? Yeah, four dollars. Just you know, like that doesn't make sense. One coffee, one or you can eat buffet. You know, you'll go to like a cocktail bar and paying fifty, sixty hay ice on a cocktail in uh, a bar in Sao Paulo. Caipirinhas. You know, you're saying you like caipirinhas. That the price of that varies considerably. The place we were just at, the first yeah. place, eight riai. If you go to the beach, yeah. 20, 25 riai. I went, yeah, and in Sao Paulo, you know, one place I went to was like 26 hay ice. Another place I went to was like, I think 11 or 12 hay ice. I'm just like, geez, it's like big difference here in the price of anything. So like prices are. Like I get the whole import tax thing with like physical goods, but other stuff too, like the price varies a lot, which I guess I'm not used to because in my country, like there's not a large discrepancy of, of prices, you know? That's yeah, so obviously price. I bring this up because those notebooks, $1 notebooks are going for $10 in Brazil, which makes no fucking sense, right? Yeah. Um, but import, like electronics are like two to three times as much. iPhones are like the most expensive per, salary in the world in brazil very isolationist economy but also what the reason why they do this stuff is to keep certain classes out of the area so like yeah. you charge expensive prices only the rich are going to come there and you don't get any of the bad quote-unquote types or you separate the classes right it's fascinating but there's such a discrepancy of pricing in brazil it makes no sense in like that store we're in central right now so it's not like a rich area necessarily, and they're charging those prices, which doesn't make any sense being in the area they're in, right? So not much, uh, let's go. Well, that's the, that's the crazy thing. Even like in America, an iPhone is pretty expensive, right? And so- No, 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 be, no. In America, it's the cheapest basically in the world. But even still, like to pay a thousand dollars for a phone, like yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. the rate of, of cost of iPhones, I think has been going up since uh, it first came out. Thing. you know a decade or whatever ago and um and then to think you're in brazil which is supposed to be like on a whole a cheaper country uh less affluent country yet there's people paying double what you what people pay in the states for a, for an iphone and they make um, uh maybe five ten percent of our money yeah no but i think what you were saying before is like there's definitely some really rich people and stuff like that just adds to the disparity i think you know like Oh, let's let's make the these premium goods even more expensive so only the rich can have them. I don't know. That's what it sounds like to me. I'm not an econ economist, but you know, like it's just it's just like yeah, you're, you're spot make, on. You're gonna make uh, the divide. Like maybe there is like 
not a conspiracy, but it's all part of the. Oh, there definitely is a conspiracy just, in Brazil. Just keep, keep the status quo and keep poor, poor, and rich, rich, you know? 100%. Look at this, Lagoa, the central. Yeah, baby, I love it. It is so, it is so unfortunate because in Belo Horizonte they had beautiful lakes, Pampulia, but they polluted it. So I guess 30 years ago they used to have like you know boats on there, people swimming, and now it's like super dangerous. You get sick, and I assume this lake is obviously polluted too. But imagine like Brazilian lake life, you know, in the city, hot day, it's always hot. It'd be nice, but that's why we had the beach. That's why we're in the Northeast. I love the Northeast. <laughs> 60 some floors. Tallest building in the Northeast. This is our guy. He's been very nice to us, helping us out. Translator. Okay. You should get a job as I'm a translator. I, I, I'm happy to help. See, <laughs> see. Thank Appreciate it. <laughs> our Brazilian amigo helped us. Hey guys. Beleza. I love Brazil. Come to Brazil. Come to Brazil. Jumpa, João Pessoa. João Pessoa. Now we're on the beach, Cabo Branco action. You know, you see the plastic chairs. They're yellow this time. Normally they're more yellow by the beach, okay? Chris, showed you most of the city, most of the vibe. Are you feeling Beleza or what are you feeling? What am I feeling? I don't know. I like the experience today. Very Brazilian. I like being in a place, you know, that feels like you're traveling. You know, and uh, Sao Paulo and Rio, you know, you, Sao Paulo especially, you just feel like an expat, you know. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, like you were saying before, it's it's the beach, you know, there's a vibe. Gringo, how many gringos have you seen? Uh, just you. <laughs> um, but we did meet like the nice guy before, might make it into the oh, video. I'm going to text him back. Yeah, yeah he, who was like speaking English to us. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. Keep what talking. else should I talk about? <laughs> talk about life. Talk about what do you think of me from from online personality to meeting in person. What do you feel? How do I do the? I press one the button once Double, to switch twice, it. Double twice. Twice. Oh. All right. Um, yeah. Well, Nick is just like his videos. So what you see is what you get. Um, and uh, yeah, I appreciate that transparency. I'm not as transparent. I'll admit it openly on right now. Like I present a certain side of me. It's not false, but I'm not putting out everything about me online. And so I, appreci I appreciate people that do that. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's like you say, I'm an overthinker, but I. Uh, have this idea of what I want to put out into the world and and that's what I do yeah but to be clear you're not like a I'm not faking psycho, anything you're not, you're not like a psychopath besides your personal image alright everyone verify that for the audience <laughs> I'm not a psychopath yeah like you're not a crazy person 
opposite of the persona you put on uh, online, right? You you want it, you're very brand conscious. You want to make sure, you know, it fits in with what's going on. But that's why I always I'm curious about these people. Is like they're a totally different person on the YouTube than they are in the person, you know. And and it's quite sad because you fight a lot of different things and how your image looks. And I think you're always on edge about what could come about or a person in your past says something about you, you know? Yeah, for me, I've like tried to... What I thought of when you were saying that is uh, trying to embody this brand that you've put forward, you know? And uh, I think you should try and put forward a brand that is authentic. Um, but for me, it's just like I kind of chose what I represented and then sometimes I didn't quite fit it. So I was like trying to fit myself in that box. Um, but honestly, I think with YouTube and all of that, like you do want to sort of choose your niche. Um, yeah, so like for those of you who might not be familiar with my channel, like I talk about digital nomad stuff and it's all about the, the digital dorks and the digital dork destinations, right? As Nick calls it. Um, and so that's, that's, that's a genuine interest area of mine and I try to like, and that's like, I am, I do have this natural want to be a nomad and travel and I don't find it like a sacrifice to like live on the road, like some people do. Um, like I actually enjoy it more than just like doing the whole stay in one place, you know, have the, what did you say, the big TV or the big, the big things, you know, like I, I value experiences and traveling more than owning stuff you know like uh or like putting like decorating a room in my house that sort of stuff but maybe i'll change maybe i'll be like that in future um i don't know where were we going with this just like brazil, being more being brazil, authentic brazil learned any lessons so far in brazil or what is your ideas deep down Lessons about, I mean, I've learned some stuff about Brazil. I don't know if it's really changed me or anything. Yeah, I don't know. No realizations? No. No, it's not comparable. You can't compare it to anything. It seems like, I've said this to, uh, to you a few times, like, it's not so... It's gonna sound a bit weird, but like it feels not so far away from the culture of Australia, you know. It's just like we're like. I think that's why Brazilians like Australia too, and like they fit in quite well in our country. It's like, yeah, we're quite. It feels like this like spicier version of Australia for me. Yeah. Hmm. So it's weird. I like. It's exotic in one way, but I feel like it's normal and at home at the same time. Yeah. All right, Mr. Chris, we've been drinking a little bit. We've seen the vibe. We're feeling a little <laughs> belaza. <laughs> Tell me, you've been traveling for a long time. You've seen a lot. You've done a lot. Give me some non-cliche. I don't want the cliche stuff. Realizations, uh, inspirations, things you've learned uh, uh, on the road uh, abroad and maybe what could uh, push someone to do the same as you? I was gonna say I wasn't gonna say anything like spiritual or anything but like 
I don't want to push anyone into doing it, to be honest. It's like, it's if it calls you, do it. Do you know what I mean? It's the same thing like any spiritual thing like I've done. Like I mentioned to you, I've done Vipassana. Yeah, people are like, oh, would you recommend it? I wouldn't recommend it or not recommend it, but I would do it if you're called to do it. Explain what that was, 10 days no talking. Oh, so I did this, um, The it's a Buddhist thing. It's around the world. It's free. You do, it's all runs on donations. So unless you're a dick or poor, like you will pay some, you will donate at the end because they feed you for 10 days and house you, right? Um, and then you get, but like everyone works for free and they teach you the Vipassana method and they teach it in the traditional way, which is uh, sitting in silence for 10 days meditating. And the schedule is actually 10 hours of meditation a day. It's ridiculous. Like, I could go into that story and like how I handled it or whatever. I didn't do, I didn't end up doing 10 hours a day. Well, you didn't talk for nine days. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't talk for nine days. Uh, Cause like on the 10th day, you uh, can talk halfway through. There's like this part where you can start talking again. Um, so like with that, as well as with traveling, it's like, if it doesn't call you, don't worry. But if there's something inside you that's like, oh, I wonder what that's like. I mean, the only reason why you wouldn't do it, a lot of people is like, you have some sort of excuse, like you're scared or something, you know, or what might happen. Um, but I would just say, yeah, answer the call. Um, like even nowadays, like not just to travel, but like I had something calling me to Brazil. Maybe it was just Nick and, and all the other guys that were saying, come to Brazil. But like, I felt like, you know, I don't listen to everyone saying, oh, this place is great. Like there was something about this place that I needed to come to. And, uh, you know, where I was at in life too, I needed to uh, to get out of where I was in. So, yeah, I don't know. What do you think of that? That's po that poetic. Yeah? That's poetic. Trying to take a leap out of your book. Oh shit, there's like, there's like, uh, what do you call it? Shells on this. I didn't think that was. Oh, you're uh, allergic? No, I'm not allergic. It's just like, I'm not good with seafood. So like, do I go to like, do I just eat it or? Yes, you eat the it. shell? Now, very poetic. I think uh, that is true. If there's something inside of you that says it's time to just see something, do something, feel something, take the leap of faith. You know, your gut knows best. That's what I always listen to, everything I've been through. There, there's some stuff, I, I told you this yesterday, what, or another day when we met with uh, Maria, I said, I just had the craziest deja vu. Yeah. I've literally, I have the, in my brain, I've seen this before. You were sitting there, Maria was sitting there in Villa La Plantes, and supposedly deja vu means that you're on the right path, right? Oh. Yeah, that's a spiritual thing, right? <laughs> but uh, no, I think uh, that's a good travel message. Don't force it, but if you feel it, go, run. Hi, Mr. Christopher Freelancer. That's a lot of content for the day. Got a bit there to edit, don't you, Nicky boy? It's only six o'clock. The rest of the night, we have a lot of night to go have fun. You know? Yeah. What are we doing, Nick? There's the beach right there. <laughs> oh, it's a shame I don't have my swimmers. <laughs> he said no swimmers, swimsuit, Australian people. Hi right, guys. If we don't have more content, I hope you enjoyed it. Ciao, ciao. Hi, Chris the freelancer. Not exposed, but exposed. Tell me something interesting. <laughs> what have you learned from uh, your interactions with me? 
I, I think too much and uh, and Beleza. 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 Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs>